Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. I had to fail, had to fall, just for what I did well. And there's some stories I can tell you. This is the final word, Ashes Daily. Day three of the fifth test match of the 2023 Ashes from the Oval. Jeff Lemon and Adam Collins. The show brought to you by Westfield London and Westfield Stratford City. More extra, less ordinary, Adam. The day, 30 seconds, you know the drill. Australia had nine run lead heading into the second half of the match, evaporated in the space of six balls. 13 runs from the first over of the day. Duckett and Crawley off to another flyer. Uh, they make it to 79 before they lose their first wicket. I've cheated and looked at my notes. I'll keep going. 130 runs in the first session, 135 in the second. Root and Bairstow doing as they please at different stages. Root making 91, Bairstow 78. Uh, Mo and Ali, a, a lovely little cameo towards the end. Australia still take nine wickets by the time the play is called dead at 389 on the board, a lead of 377, and there's a lot more than that to get through, believe me. Looking at your notes, that is Steve Smith do that? in 2017, yeah. looking at the screen before the DRS. If there's one thing the 30-second <laughs> summary it's been about, no notes. You can have notes during the show, no notes in the summary. I'm, I'm gonna, that's going to be struck from the record, I'm afraid. It this, should be. I didn't do a very good job of it anyway, <laughs> yeah. um, even Look, with that. For some reason, that, that opening partnership I needed to know at that time, and sure. I, I couldn't help myself. What was it, 79? 79. From, 79 from 17 overs when Ben Duckett was out at the end, the last ball of the 17th over that set the tone for me this was so we talked about England getting baseball right um, up at Old Trafford and they did the same thing here that opening partnership and then the way it stretches on 130 at lunch I mean when you come out and you you nail 130 in a session and then it's 140 by the time Crawley's out after lunch but in some ways a lot a lot of the damage is done by that point the two openers are gone but they've done that job of sort of pondering like why does it work how does it work so well and it's like they put test bowlers in a one day kind of mode yeah. because it wasn't just about flogging the ball I know people will say oh you know Saywag was an attacking opener or you can pick other players Jaya Surya and so on this wasn't just four or dot though like most of the attacking openers in history I reckon have been go after the ball hit it over the top get boundaries these guys get some boundaries and then they go cool we'll get just we'll just get five or six and over with ones and twos because you put you put players back and we've got gaps to exploit yeah it's totally calculated up top we've seen it a number of times through the series going all the way back to the very first day first session of the first day baseball at its best is as you described there knocking bowlers off their line and length early on making them second guess themselves making it so difficult to get into a rhythm the by the time you look up, there's 30 runs on the board. Yeah. There, there, were, there, there were 40 from five overs without loss. They'd struck eight boundaries in that first five overs. And from there, 
they've got a base. There's sweepers everywhere. They can play for ones and twos. They, they don't really need to, but the damage is done by that point, right? Whereas yesterday, Australia found themselves in that horrible hole. It took them 12 overs, I think, to reach 13 runs. England did it in one. I'm not saying either approach is emphatically right or wrong, simply that the way that England do it when they nail it makes it so yep. difficult for a fielding captain because they have to stem the flow. They, they can't simply stick to three slips or four slips in a gully. That would be lunacy when two batters have got themselves into such an extent. And that yep. was the way with Duckett especially in the first five. So when it's about the approach and if it's right or wrong, there'll always be times that it fails and times that it succeeds. If, if Australia's approach works for them yesterday, then the point when Todd Murphy is smacking boundaries, that would have been the point where Travis Head and Mitchell Marsh would have been at the right. crease. Yeah. They would have been the ones trying to take down tired bowlers by that stage. It doesn't work for Australia that time. If England's approach doesn't work, then they're four for 50, and we've seen it happen before, and we saw it happen at Lords, yep. where they fall away. But it's really the only time in this series where it's really fallen away. I mean, second innings at Edgebaston, I guess they don't make a huge score, and they, they score quickly. But it has worked for them more often than not, and it's worked for them in the latter part of this series. And consistently we've seen Cummins and his team, once England start going at them in the field, they look short of ideas. And I, and I didn't even mention Crawley yet, but look at the way he was able to play that game you're talking of, where he was batting more carefully than Duckett, albeit um, still, still, going at, run a ball. <laughs> still going at a pretty run of ball. But before lunch... They take like 30 runs from the last four overs before the long break. And you know, he ends up with 73 from 76. And to the point and he was caught at second slip uh, from the bowling of Cummins not long after the break, he was basically chanceless. I mean, yeah. I don't think there was a... I thought that was his best yeah. innings. I, I thought it was a... I mean, obviously the 189 is massive, but it contains so many mistakes in the first 60 or 70 runs. This one right. doesn't. It doesn't contain any. He gets beaten on the outside edge a couple of times and edges one along the ground through the gully. And maybe By the pitch... Crawley standards, that is chanceless. Yeah, that, that's it. And maybe the pitch did flatten out today. I mean, it certainly did. It was the best day for batting. We thought yesterday might be. It's proven to be today. And... It's a bit of a pattern in first-class cricket here as well. It gets better and better progressively, which yep. means that whatever Australia are chasing tomorrow, they'll, they'll fancy kind of on, on that basis. There's no demons there other than um, a ball that um, went through Joe Root relatively late in the day from Tom yep. Murphy that bowled him and a couple of others that have, I wouldn't say misbehaved from the box all then, but there is turn there. So if Moen Ali can bowl, yeah. um, that will be of interest tomorrow, maybe we, even for Joe Root. It'll be interesting to see whether he can. He ran between the wickets okay, but yeah. he didn't take any sharp singles. So I think no. there's a big difference between that versus the drive you need to get through the bowling crease as a spinner. I'd be surprised if he can bowl. But uh, so, so Pat Cummins bowls a really good spell after Duckett gets out. They do, in a way, they, they tighten up a bit. Like they can't really put the clamps on. But Cummins... I mean, Cummins has dug so deep in this test match. The way that he bowled in the first innings, then he comes out and does the job with the bat. After all of that talk between the tests about he must be tired, he's mentally exhausted, six tests in a row, you can't do it, etc., etc. He may have had his best couple of days of test cricket of the of the season in a way. He bowled so well in that first innings and he dug deep again and provided a really good spell in that first session where there was jeopardy. He almost got Joe Root out a couple of times. Root almost gets out to Hazelwood as well is it with the one that cuts back in that's, that's umpire's call on impact whether it's outside the line or not. There's, there's sort of 20 to 30 minutes where Australia have a taste like maybe they're in it, maybe they'll be able to find breakthroughs and, and it doesn't happen. Yeah, that's it. So, I mean, Cummins, that first spell you speak of, we were all raving about it on commentary. He still went at five runs and over through yeah. six overs, right? It was that kind of morning. They just had to hold on tight and hope it didn't get too out of control. So England are, you know, 130 for one after 25 overs at lunch, but it still felt like, you know, things were 
were just on track. When it felt like it was careering out of control was when, well, when Crawley was batting with Root, um, but, uh, with Stokes rather, who elevated himself to number three, but really when Stokes was batting with Root, when those two were together and then Root with Bairstow afterwards, these partnerships were building back to back to back yep. and Root was just doing as he pleased. The way that he's been able to temper the way he hooks the ball. He looks like a compulsive hooker right now, but it's not like it was at Lords when he's trying to pop it into the stand. He's hitting down so well on the ball. He backs his swing to such an extent. We saw the reverse ramp for six and nearly went into the pavilion as ever. Um, they didn't have the fly slip in, and of course Root was going to take it on. And when he fell nine runs short of a, of a ton, I was I was saddened by that. I'm like, he, this, this innings was so good. Um, he deserved the century, just as it was last week at Manchester when he came close without quite getting there. So yeah, it was, it was, it was century worthy um, and he, he did play so well after those couple of dicey moments early on where he was fishing outside the off stump a little bit um, and I mean Stokes absolutely pulverised a couple through yeah. through the onside that sort of flick off the pads that he hit with such terrific power you know it's not a slogger's shot it's a, it's a classy shot but, and he puts it away and then he, he takes on Murphy one time too many I suppose they've got Cummins quite deep set at a at a mid off but but set quite far back and or sorry mid on rather mid on, yeah. um, and Stokes looks to go big over the leg side and gets himself out for 43 another 43 Duckett made one as well um, Root keeps going with with Bairstow like I said for a time uh, and then I mean, at that point, you're thinking, well, Australia might be chasing 500 here. Well, it's partnerships, isn't it? Australia yesterday had so many partnerships between about 15 and 50. Um, well, today, England, 79, 61, 73, 110. That was between um, Bairstow and Root ended just after T when Root was bowled by Murphy. Um, you know, that, that's four substantial partnerships, um, which give them, again, all the control they need in a on a day where it was beautiful for batting, not barely, a, well, there were, there were clouds in the sky, but they never covered up the sun, if you know what I mean. It was just so good out there. Saturday afternoon, gorgeous weather, all the rest of it, barely a breath of wind too. Um, and, you know, Australia did, for all of that, create a little opening in the middle session. They get um, Brooke caught behind. The first time in his test career, he's been caught behind from the bowling of Hazelwood. A beautiful delivery, probably the ball of the day. And that's when the score's on 222. So, you know, at four for 222, they're not quite away. And that's where Bairstow comes in. And they struggled to Bairstow initially. Um, for whatever reason, despite having taken two wickets in a hurry, it, it didn't sort of build the way that it did for England via Broad yesterday. They needed to have a middle session that was comparable to what England had yep. 24 hours before. But instead, they do get three wickets. You know, Brooks the third of that sequence. But it wasn't five or six, which meant they came back after T. And by that point, they were already 253 in the lead. Yes. Um, and by that point, I mean, they start to look like a pretty tired team yeah. at that stage. And Bairstow, he's not all guns blazing he's maybe two-thirds of the guns blazing you know he, he takes them on from time to time but he's a little bit more judicious he does play that angled bat outside the off stump a couple of times but gets away with it sort of inside edges into the pitch rather than back onto the stumps that kind of thing and uh, then he starts to I mean some of the the air goes out of best once he gets to about 60 I think Bairstow starts thinking 100. I think he starts thinking, well, we've, we've got the rest of the day to bat. We're not going to declare. We'll keep going. And I really want to get Nash's 100 and stick it up these guys. And his scoring rate dropped off a long, long way. There was, there was an hour in which he scored nothing but singles, and he only scored, what, 13 for 14 singles. But he, he faced something like 25 balls and scored about 13 runs in ones after he'd been hitting boundaries. The, the initial, the first 10 boundaries of his partnership with Root were all hit by Bairstow. Yeah. So in, in their partnership, they added 40 in boundaries that were all Johnny Bairstow, and then he just went totally the other way. I don't think that would have happened if he wasn't altering the way he played because he wanted the milestone. Yeah, he's got two Ashes hundreds, but neither of them are in England. There'll be 37 when Australia are here 
four years from now. So yeah, he'll probably tour Australia next time, but is he still playing test cricket in England that in 2027? You know, probably not. So that might be his last chance to make a ton against Australia at home. And he's, he's missed out on that falling for 78, but it doesn't diminish what he did on the day. You know, you might be right. He might've saw the milestone looming and, and that might've affected the way that he played. Well, it was a good review from Australia as well, because it was, it was a yeah. tiny little feather from Stark, just a little scratch and, and they, they challenged the call. And Exactly the same as him. earlier in the day when Duckett got out, a good review too there where it was Smith and it was Carey saying, we think he's nibbled that. Just on Stark, he concedes 22 runs in his first two overs and he's whipped out of the attack. From there, I mean, he, he finishes today with four for 94 from 19 overs. He was threatening almost the whole time, a couple of expensive spells. A, a couple of times he started his spells looking a little bit ropey, but built into it. He bowled the ball at 92 mile an hour in the penultimate over of the day. So he bent his back, he had a real crack and, and he'll and have like the chance to complete. And kept seeming cheerful, like he kept kind of cracking jokes and walking yeah. back to his mark and having a laugh and not seeming completely down in, in the mouth like he might have expected. Well, he has a chance taking a five wicket bag tomorrow. As for Hot Toddy, Todd Murphy, he, he finishes with, you know, three for 110 from 22. You might say they're unflattering figures, but remember got, what he's up against. pumped in the first four overs, he even wants. though he didn't bowl too badly, uh, you know, bowled a yeah. couple down the leg side that Zach Crawley swept for fours, but they were just going after him. So he was going at seven and a half and over across his first four. Yeah, and look and at what he's up, it back well in a way. And what he's up against is having to try and keep the Vauxhall end as quiet as you can while the, the quicks are rotating at the pavilion end. A luxury that Pat Cummins didn't have at his disposal last week when it was an all-seam attack and Travis Head under that bombardment was ineffectual so Murphy played his role on a yeah. couple of fronts and he, and he gets Stokes right he does give them that sniff in the middle session and he gets Root I think if, and you, he can, gets if root. you can bowl Joe Root on 91 with an off break that pitches wide of the off stump and rags back in and beats his stroke and hits the stumps and yeah kept low I mean that's what you get sometimes as an off spinner that's a quality piece of bowling um, he gets Wood eventually from a catch in the deep uh, probably should have had him with an LBW but the DRS, uh, the ball tracking was on whacker mode today. It was, it was, it was tracking balls that were just suddenly going up to the moon, continuing in a in a straight line forever onwards and upwards, twirling towards freedom. He got Anderson given out um, and then overturned to, to an, another one that was supposedly anti gravity. Uh, I'm generally a believer in in the ball tracking tech, but it, it looked weird today. It says a bit about the bounce Murphy gets really. I mean, if you accept the science yeah. there, then it shows that Murphy does get balls to take off. And yeah, yeah, I reckon the way that he got root. And indeed, the way that he bowled to Bairstow, he had at least three or four go past the outside edge with the type of balls we saw in India. Not so much the UFO-style deliveries he was bowling from around the wicket in India, but more balls that were kind of overspinners. Hard mm. to do, hard to with the seam position to get the ball to go over the top and, and hit perfectly on the seam to go the other way, and yep. he did that. So he threatens both edges. And, and which, which of the right-handers was it where he had the one that wasn't given that they did review that was clipping the bales? Um, and it, it was a long day, Jeff. Yeah. I, I cannot remember now. But what I will say about the root bowl, how's this? Was I was going to use this for Hall of Fame, but I'll jump in early with it now. Um, 237.2 overs. That's what Ashwin and Lyon have collectively bowled to Joe Root. They never bowled him. Murphy's done it. Murphy's done it. Murphy's done it. 237.2 overs that Root's faced Ashwin and Lyon to repeat that stat. So, yeah, it does take something special. And, and Root falling on 91, it's a, a nice wicket for Murphy to have. I know he bowled really well in India, but a day like today will help really make him as a test cricketer. And 
it's without doubt that he's Nathan Lyon's successor. Whenever Nathan Lyon pulls the pin, whenever that happens to be, there is no doubt in my mind that Todd Murphy will be the next long-term finger spinner. So Moen Ali uh, plays a couple of lucky shots, yeah. the top edge hook, he's missed. Uh, Hazelwood can't make up enough ground to get around to catch him. There was one that Stark dropped off Stokes as well, right on the boundary line earlier when it ended up about two metres to his right and he had to stretch across rather than being under it. So they had they had those moments and they had, what, three DRS calls that were umpires call against them today. Yeah, today wasn't a lucky day for Australia on that front. With You're right, the one with Stark down on the fine leg rope where some... I'm not, I'm not going to just use the word I was going to say. Um, a bloke with a kid standing next to him is just abusing Stark on the boundary. I'm like, come on, man, have some dignity. Um, but the... Um, the bit that I wanted to come back to out of all of that uh, was the thing I've now completely forgotten because I've got been, been sidetracked. Ah, that's right, Moen Ali and his cameo. Um, yep. That's probably his last test innings. Um, England aren't going to be able to afford him in, um, in for the India tour because he's got that massive deal in the SA20. So that very unlikely Moen will forego that cash sure. to play um, for England in the test series. It's, it's probably later not in the as year. appealing either to, to go and, and grind away at, at hard conditions in India. I think this at home was more of a, it was a bit more fun. Why don't I play one more Ashes at home? Right. And look, and I, and I genuinely can't see them um, getting him to play next summer. So that is probably his last test innings. How appropriate that he makes, you know, 29 from 38, hits a six, slaps the ball through cover, and plays the most immaculate on drive off Mitchell Stark starting oh, yeah. a spell that you could see. It was shot of the day and it was fitting that Mo and Ali would apply a stroke like that in what's probably his final test innings. Maybe if he can hobble to the crease tomorrow and send down a couple of overs and golden <laughs> arm something, you never know what might happen. So Stark picks up Wokes and, and, and Murphy gets Wood to end up with three. They're nine down. Anderson's given out, it's overturned. Um, so England will resume and presumably they'll keep batting tomorrow unless they decide to just pack it in and declare overnight. Time for the final word Hall of Fame. The Final Word Hall of Fame is brought to you by Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City. I'm pulling my phone out Both of my of pocket. those places, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I can tell you a number of things about them. You can, because, you know, it's summer. Uh, it's, it's the time for good times. It could be the east of London, it could be the west of London, but it's only ever going to be the west of field. And try something new this summer with free games, exercise classes, hobby sessions, arts and crafts for people of all ages until the end of August. End okay. of August, all that time on your side, there's sip and paint sessions. All the way through the hundred. Cheese and kombucha tastings. You can be drinking kombucha all the way through the hundred. You can journal, you can flower arrange, have a workshop there, disco yoga, which I'm most interested in, okay. and so much more all summer long. Just simply Google right. Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City. You can do all of those things, uh, more extra, less ordinary. We well, bloody love you. You can get in touch with the two hemispheres, the flower arranging hemisphere and the going to sixes to smash <laughs> some balls off a length hemisphere. All those things could be yours. Uh, the Hall of Fame, what were we going to talk about? I can't even remember. Uh, you were going to talk about, well, the time wasting that played oh, out today. Australia Bolt 88 but the immaculate, exquisite time-wasting from Australia at the end. Explain why they did it and how they executed we have, it. We have seen some shithousery in this series, I'll tell you what. We have, we have seen just absolute dreck from players who do not want to bowl overs um, and who do not want to face the bowling at different times. It is extremely annoying. We talk about it all the time. Again, they lost, what, 10 overs today? 10. Just fritted away into the ether. And so as it comes towards the end of the day and Anderson walks out to bat and it's 17 minutes past six, they're already taking the extra half hour and Australia's think, well, if we get him out here, we have to face one over and we do not wish to face one over. Uh, we need to have a long conference to talk about how to get James Anderson out. And then we need to call for the shin pads so that yep. we can get Manus Labuschagne in in a short catching position and call for the 
helmet and the umpire stood there for four minutes and just let them get away with it. They just looked at their watch. blatantly let them get away with yeah, it. Yeah, umpire Darmasena looking at his watch is, you know, that passive-aggressive move that you see from umpires occasionally, but they played it perfectly. Even Murphy, a junior member of the side, made a couple of tweaks to the field, brought one man in, changed his long off to make sure the clock went past yep. 20 past six local time. They only bowled five overs in the last half an hour, despite operating with a spinner for three of those five. They bowled five overs in 30 minutes. And I wish to say this, uh, the fact that they took that long to do it, Australia did not deserve to get James Anderson out (laughs) in those last 10 minutes. I am glad that Karma at least bit them to that small extent. And the good thing is because the uh, ICC is a member body, it's a federation, it'll mean that CA will simply um, complain the way they always do and get their way and they will not wear any penalty for what they did today because that's the way the world works. That'll be fine. Other bits of Pieces. That was the Alzheimer's Society um, uh, day today. I thought that was lovely at the start um, with the choir singing Jerusalem. We did an interview with Alice Davis and Richards on the weekly show earlier this week. You can learn more about the Alzheimer's Society oh, there. Can I, can I throw in for a Hall of Fame? So the fact that the Alzheimer's Society, um, the, the, the trick that they did was have all the England players come out and swap shirts yes, that at was the a, lineup yep. in order to, to sort of symbolise the confusion that you have with Alzheimer's. Now we knew this, we were told this, so we knew it was going to happen. And then when we're looking through the binoculars at the lineup, thinking, what's going Who's going to bat three? Because it won't be Moen. And I see Mark Wood standing there with the pads on. And I'm like, hang on. Well, obviously, it's not Mark Wood. He's got his back to me and he's wearing a cap. So I'm like, well, it's not Mark Wood because they've swapped shirts. But then I see Ben Duckett. And I'm like, clearly, that's Ben Duckett because he's four foot eight, and I can recognize him. And clearly, that's Zach Crawley. And he's got his shirt on. So maybe they haven't swapped shirts. So I say, I think Mark Wood's batting three. And you say on the radio, I think Mark Wood's batting three. And then he turns around. And I'm like, no, it's Joe Root. It's Joe Root's batting we, three. We did declare it. We went hard on that on the basis of your um, visual representation. Not to be, but yes, that, that was a, a funny moment before play. Um, Harry Brook played his 20th test innings today. So if you stat nerds out there, at an average of 62, he overtakes Voges just behind Bradman. Why is 20 significant? Who knows? But Crick Info make it so. 20 a strike is the rate, statistical cutoff to be counted as yes, having an average. Strike rate of 94, and he's hit 26 sixes, which outstrips everyone with him on that table. Uh, I've mentioned that already. The pitch invader. If you're going to invade the pitch at an international sporting event, get your tackle out. You can't wear trousers and run on. You're doing it properly and you're streaking, you're not doing it at all. But he did make it to the other side of the ground and jump into the crowd and almost make it to the Archbishop Tennyson School before he was arrested. Yeah, got snagged um, on the way up the aisle on the far side. But to make it across, you've got to do well. So that, that it requires st- more stamina than people think, I reckon. I reckon the average person in the stands who says, I'll just run across the other side, it's quite a long way. Especially when it's probably taken you know, a dozen punts before you think yes. it's a good idea and yep. it's never easy to run in a situation like that. And just a, a note for Steve Smith. Cops a bit of grief, you know, for some of his carry-on on the ground from time to time. But that diving effort and smashing himself into the advertising boards on the minuscule chance that he would save one run, he didn't. But it he shows over the boundary rope in the end. He went yeah, for it, it and, his, so... and his shoe snagged the rope, and he went cannoning into those LED screens, yeah. which I hate, by the way. Those LED screens have these like sharp, chunky bits that stick right. out of them, and players crash into them all the time. And, and I, I, I don't think it should be a reasonable expectation for a cricketer that you're going to smash into that fence and take pieces out of yourself. Credit to Smith, you'll get a chance to chase tomorrow. When we return, uh, Australia are going to be chasing somewhere, something between where they are now at 377 and, I don't know, maybe 400. Either way, it'll be worth watching. It's probably the final day of the series. We'll be here as ever. If you like what we do, patreon.com forward slash the final word. Join our beautiful patron Discord community. They're meeting tonight at the pub. We're about to join them. Good night from us at the Over. Hasta la vista, babies. Protected by the way ain't fenced And if my future questions my current senses That'll be the same we've been doing for centuries Sorry if I ran out to empty Wrote this so you know what I meant here I had to go about